0: Grab some popcorn and pour yourself a drink. It's time for A Movie on the Rocks. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Movie on the Rocks. <laughs> I am your host, Terrain Myers. I'm joined by my co-host, Arista Voorhees. Arista, what's poppin'?
1: Oh, you know, a nice Tuesday night. Let's go.
0: That's right. I'm drinking on a Tuesday. That's what's up in my life now.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, I am going joined by my special guest, my cat. So if you hear him yelling, just know that it happens all the time. And, and so that's Baker Meowfield. Is that right? Baker Meowfield. Yes. <laughs> uh, um.
0: Does Does your significant other know that Meowfield is the last name of that cat? Oh, she's the one who came up with it. I knew she came. I knew she was cool with Baker. I did not know she was okay with
1: Meowfield. So we started with Baker, and then like, she's like, "Oh, Maker Mayfield, Meowfield, got it." Like, damn, she's, <laughs> I just love instant
0: cat pun. Got it. That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, so we haven't, um, we haven't uh, put out an episode for a little bit. Um, we tried to do, we were trying to do like once per month. And sometimes life gets in the way. I was moving. Arista was, I don't know, training Baker to scream louder than previously. Uh, He needs no training to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, in order to uh, make up for what was lost uh, there, we are going to do two episodes this month. One episode um, today covering the movie that we last chose, which um I, I believe was office space is that right Yeah It would be wild if it wasn't um <laughs> So we're going to do that movie and then later on this month we are going to do a uh a horror movie um in order uh, you know for like spooky Halloween uh October um and we will get into that a, a lot later. But before we before we get jump into uh, any sort of topics, how have you been? It's honestly been a long time since I've talked to you, um, since I've seen you on any sort of screen podcast or not, and since I've talked to you uh,
1: in like with voices. <laughs> how have you been? Oh, you know, pretty good. Um, so it, it, I, I I bought. Uh, NFL Red Zone. So I can watch on Sunday Red Zone on my TV. Uh and uh, I am a Detroit Lions fan. So mm-hmm. I have not enjoyed my I have not enjoyed my time watching NFL Red Zone. Thoughts really, and prayers, at thoughts all. and prayers. <laughs> so you know, um that's how I've pretty much been for the last month. Uh, so so
0: spending spending 4 weeks watching the Lions find ways to lose games or in the in the matter of the Ravens have a game absolutely taken away from them.
1: <sighs> it's that's like not to make this too much about that, but you like it's one of those like <laughs> I'm mad, but like I can't really be mad because it's like mm. Justin Tucker is a Hall of Famer kicker, you know. For those not in the know, uh the the like longest kick nfl kick in the history of nfl field goal mm. um that's a correct phrase the longest field goal <laughs> made in nfl history mm. that's better uh, Wait, was... good
0: punch-up good punch-up right there that's better yeah. <laughs> But the I Lions
1: lost the game because of that. So well, no,
0: like, I, I, I want to just real quick, just to kind of like give a little bit of love to the Lions. The Lions lost the game because of a blown delay of game call, where I think three full seconds ran off the clock after it was at zero before uh, before uh, uh, Marcus uh, Sorry, uh, before. Uh, Fuck. Before the Ravens called the play. I'm drunk. Give me a, give me a break. Uh, before, well, Lamar Lamar, Jackson. before Lamar Jackson uh, snapped the ball. There were like three seconds that ran off. And I was just like, that's, I, I was just like, that's wild. How can they do it? And then, then the 66 yard field goal happened. And it's like, all right, I, I guess that's, <laughs> if they blew a call so I could see that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I,
1: Look, the Lions have lost many games because of blown calls. And at this point, it's like mm-hmm. I complain about it. Will anybody listen to me? Who knows? Yep.
0: I remember a specific call where they lost, I believe, to the Cowboys in the oh. playoffs due to a, a missed DPOY call. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> I was, was – weren't we together? I don't remember if we were together watching it. We might have been. <laughs> we might have been. I just remember going, well – okay <laughs>
1: <I guess. laughs> anyway how have you been how's your house
0: i've been doing well um uh that the house is coming along great um a lot of a lot of it is uh done a lot like but uh, many spots of it is uh, many spots of it are done um we there are obviously other things we need to get we need to do but i did get to um Uh, Post some photos of it on Facebook and the photos were so well received that Facebook went down for six hours. Um, So that was pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, My house destroyed Facebook and, and for a while we were all like just happy and we were feeling good and we're like maybe we should do this forever. And then Facebook immediately came back and I tried to post a status. I want to say once every 10 minutes until it would let me. So, um, we, I, it's, it's, uh, I'm doing okay. That's, that's the question, right? I'm doing all right. <laughs> Did you
1: hang up that big ass TV yet?
0: No, the TV is still, uh, the, <laughs> the big old TV is still in my bedroom. Um, because we're going to get our floors done on the first floor at some point and we don't want to take the TV down there and then have to move it from down there. Um, so we're like, let's just leave it upstairs until the, until the flooring gets done. Well, um, uh, still waiting on a call about that flooring. So, um, yeah, I hate, um, and this, this is going to kill any sponsorship that deal that we can have with these, with these people, but, um, uh, the, the home goods store, like the, the home, the do it yourself, home renovation stores, uh, Lowe's and home Depot are both absolute garbage and I hate them so much. Uh, they're probably good for like just going and picking up stuff, but they're very bad for like when they say they're going to do something, they absolutely don't do that thing. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm putting, I'm putting Lowe's and home Depot on blast today. <laughs> they they're not good, but. Um, other than that, things are good. Things are really, really good. Cowboys are three and one. My fantasy football team's one and three. You take some, you lose some.
1: <laughs> you, uh, you know what else is good? What's up? What's good? Mario.
0: <laughs> <gasps> this is good. I love this. Got it. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> uh, what a transition. Have
1: you seen the Super Mario film that they're making and the, the stellar cast? The cast list oh is
0: insane. <laughs> I I think the cast list is 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 just straight up wild and I'm not kidding it I didn't know it was animated until like a couple like not too long ago. So for a second I'm like this is going to be incredible. <laughs> but now that I know it's animated it's it's okay. It's good. Um what are some of your takes about the about those
1: cast in this film? I hope so Chris Pratt is Mario. Yes. I hope he does. I hope he does a racist Italian kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I mean, he kind of has to, right? That's like some,
0: that's the character. <laughs> uh,
1: Char- Charlie Day. I don't know if you caught any of the like video memes they've made of because Charlie Day is playing Luigi, and they like put Charlie from Sonny and like voice him over Luigi, and it's just.
0: just kiss
1: how good it is
0: um i i i think fans are going to be very happy with the jack black performance of bowser um honestly if you were to ask me before this came out name three actors who can voice bowser jack black's one of them i would imagine um i think that's absolutely wild i think (laughs) i have a billion questions about uh seth rogan is donkey kong (laughs) no perfect he's perfect come on like that's (laughs) that's not that's not what donkey kong's laugh even is i don't think i hope not (laughs) i feel like yeah i i have a billion questions about that i don't i don't understand it um i i'm sure people are gonna love it i personally am not ready or excited for it at all (laughs)
1: Well, I think it's going to be trash. It's the it's going to be done by uh, Illumination, who did both Minions and Despicable Me and other. Didn't Despicable, despicable Me pets. do well? What money? Yeah, sure. Kids, children saw it, but like it doesn't mean it's good. Okay, hang on. I'm I'm
0: saying I meant critically. I'm not talking about oh. monetarily. I didn't. Um, well,
1: then, I mean, it could it could it could have been. I mean, I didn't mind it, but you know, oh, okay. Minions, so wait, now hang on. You watched it. Now, how many kids do you have? I'm I'm counting my cat zero Okay, (laughs)
0: because it's weird that you said, uh, kids went to see it and then, okay. 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 81. The first despicable me, 81% on rotten tomatoes.
1: What about the next two and the minions movie?
0: Um, 2 is 75, not too much of a drop-off. Minions and Despicable Me 3, both in the 50s. So that's where the quality really drops off. So apparently, according to this, Super Mario 1 is going to do really well. (laughs) And then Super Mario World uh, 2 and 3, and also Yoshi's Island are going to be a little bit subpar.
1: (laughs) Have you ever seen the... 1980s, John Leguizamo. No, I Steve didn't. I've only
0: seen clips, and it looks absolutely insane. <laughs> Man, I
1: have no plans of watching that. <laughs> it looks, it looks just wild to me. I think like I think the Goombas are like cops, <laughs> like, <laughs> from what I remember, and it's really, uh, really weird. They're like New York city plumbers and they like go into a mystical world. Uh, from what I remember, it's been like decades oh and I'm goodness. only 29 decades. It's been decades so I've it.
0: <laughs> and I've only been alive for almost three. Um uh Keegan, Michael Key as Toad. What do you think? I, I personally think that he has a, a bigger, like a, I think he has a bigger presence as a person and can play someone bigger. However,
1: I definitely hear him as Toad. <laughs> I'm going to counter um, Toad. So Toad has that like, Wah! kind of voice. Uh, Kevin Hart.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, I think that's possible. I <laughs> think that's very possible. Um, also, the fact that they decided to put Cranky Kong in this movie <laughs> and it's Fred Armisen. <laughs>
1: Perfect casting. I have no no
0: criticisms no, whatsoever. No notes. No notes. <laughs> just let Fred do whatever. This is probably <laughs> gonna be golden. Um how do you like truly I, I we let's let's make like a little just before we move on, unless there is other there are other things you wanna do on this. I mm-hmm. would like to make like a like a rotten tomatoes estimate. As to what we think after 2 weeks of the movie being out and rated, what we think the Rotten Tomatoes score is going to be? Um so do you, I I'll go first cuz I thought of this and I do have a number in my head and that number is 28%. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that this is going to be a bad movie. I think that this is going to be an awful movie and I think that it's going to get rated 28% thanks to the uh Thanks to the vocal talents of uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong and, and Keegan-Michael Key as Toad.
1: But overall, this is going to be trash. It's funny you say that because I was thinking the low 30s. Okay. Like, like
0: okay. 32, so we,
1: 33. We so. were
0: pretty close. Well, okay. All right. So you're, let, let's you lock it on one of those numbers. Thirty three okay you're locked in on 33 i'm locked in on 28 we'll see how this goes i'll even i'll even give you uh prices right rules so if it goes over if it's under we both lose and i have a very small window to win this um so, what
1: if it's amazing that's the thing what if I'm, it's like i'm so scared 90 <laughs> i'm
0: so scared of it being an incredible movie i i don't think that that's possible but I am very afraid of that being incredible um speaking of um people not thinking movies are incredible see I can do segues too you son of a bitch (laughs) um uh Denis Villeneuve fuck you had it I did you do it you say it's it's Denis Villeneuve Villeneuve yes Denis Villeneuve I fucking, I, I said it like even talking to you before the record, I said it so many times. I watched so many videos to make sure I got it right and then immediately froze because I got scared. Denis Villeneuve. Um, now he was, I guess, asked about, now this was a, this was in reference to a comment regarding big budget movies, right? Like from what I understood, this was a reference to a comment regarding like asking about big budget movies and whether they can be like creative and artistic and that kind of thing. Um, and he took some shots at, um, he took some shots at movies that are very important to me. Uh, the movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. which he said were um, much like copy and paste. I'm going to read a, a, the quote, uh, uh, sorry, part of the quote here. Um, perhaps the problem is that we are in front of too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than a copy uh, and paste of others. Um, perhaps these types of movies have turned us into zombies a bit, but big and expensive movies of great value, there are many today. I don't feel capable of being pessimistic at all. Um, so I guess it, talking about um, whether or not he thinks that, you know, Big budget movies can truly be artistic. Um, what do you? What did you think about um, that? Those uh, comments regarding the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure.
1: So before I answer that question, have you ever seen a movie he's
0: made? I, I don't think so. I looked actually to. I looked to see if I could because what I was like immediate when you showed me that I'm like this motherfucker. And then I looked for. I'm like I bet you made some of the worst shit. And then I looked and apparently not only like I have not seen anything, but it's all reviewed quite well. <laughs> it's all reviewed quite well. Um, the only one that I knew of specifically were, um, like the last four that he made. So Sicario arrival blade runner, 2049 and Dune. Those are the only ones I knew of. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I don't, know. so I've seen, uh, what, enemy? no, no, I've, I've seen prisoners mm-hmm. and then Sicario blade runner. And, uh, I will watch Dune, um, and so he's very like deliberate artistically. And, yep. and those movies look gorgeous. Blade Runner 2049 is a beautiful movie. Uh, and it's a good movie too, uh, especially if you like neo-noir, uh, like cyberpunk detective stories. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's sort of his thing is like he wants like some, like almost art art style movie. So in the frame of like a big budget, uh, that's what he's talking about. If you watch the trailer for Dune, you'll see, you'll pick up immediately what I'm talking about. So his thing, his quotes about Marvel movies being cut and paste sort of thing. Um, my response to that is, maybe, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know, it, you know it's like let people one let people like things like that's mm-hmm. just let people like things. But he's not wrong. I don't think he's that wrong. And what I mean by that is like. All these movies have the same formula. Like the bad guy is just the bad version of the good guy.
0: I'll respond. I um, so number one, I agree on your point of fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, my, uh, uh, I, I do. I do. I have like it's taken me a bit, but I one hundred percent have like subscribed to maybe not one hundred percent. Um, but I have moved closer to the let people like things thing. For example, I don't fucking complain about pumpkin spice nonsense every single year because at some point I'm like, it's just not for me and other people like it. Maybe I need to calm down a little bit. Um, so uh, we kind of I, – I, I'm with you on there. I won't – here's where I, I differ. I don't think that there's – like the way that he sort of frames it is as if there's like less or not as much artistic value in these films. And I just don't necessarily agree with that. Firstly, no. a lot uh, many of these films look beautiful. Black Panther looked just, just take out, take out the actual film itself and what, and, and I think the film itself is, is fantastic and, and, and wonderful, but take that out and just look at the shots the shots are beautiful. The, the color composition is beautiful. Like I, I think that like, like these movies do have incredible value of, of artistic, um, uh, they do have incredible artistic value to them. I think that they're, I think that they're great. And I will say, yes, when you make, um, like 300 some films, when you make like, when you're at like film 47, yes, I agree that some plots are definitely going to kind of overlap a little bit like right like they're gonna one that's gonna seem like the same they they beat a small bad in the beginning then they all hang out then a big bad emerges then they have to beat that big bad it looks like they're gonna lose they beat the big bad end of movie oh wait there's an end credit scene where something bad's about to happen to them like i get that i get the criticism but i truly do think that these are these are telling some incredible stories that um like uh it's i i think it's you know, disingenuous to, to to just write them off as big budget, uh, big budget superhero movies that, that are worth nothing artistically,
1: yeah. So, um, the, the this movie hasn't come out yet, uh, Eternals, but I'm looking forward to it. It's directed by Chloe Zhao. I, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name,
0: yeah. I think you're um, right. Zhao.
1: But her her thing is that she likes to use only natural light in her movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she just won Best Picture at the Oscars for uh, a movie that I can't think of the name off the top of my head. She wasn't pretty right? I, no, no, no. That was a couple of years ago. Um uh, so if, if you watch the again, watch the trailer for Eternals, look she at, pay attention to the lighting. And it's very like natural, like sunlight. It's not studio light. So you can mm-hmm. kind of tell. And so when when what you're to your point about being artistic and kind of changing how you t- tell stories that's exactly something that, that nomad land
0: i do apologize nomad land is that right yeah
1: yes so if to the average person that might not mean something but to you know the, in the industry like that's sort mm. of the thing you're telling a more artistic story kind of expression that and the second thing i want to bring up is that a lot of the marvel movies give director chances uh that some wouldn't often to get so chloe Zhao is one of them um um, the Marvel's movie that's coming out soon, it's directed by a woman named Nia DaCosta. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's a, a young black woman, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how many young black women directors are there in Hollywood? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make it. Uh, Taika Waititi, he's another guy that just, he was doing like New Zealand art house films and then they brought him in for Thor Ragnarok. And then, mm-hmm. wow, now he's a huge name. Yeah. So it's like gives platforms and stepping stones for those who might not uh, previously have gotten it. Yeah. So, and, That's my soapbox about uh, it. <laughs> and
0: also like like I mean like
1: uh, I
0: want to I want to I, I say this because he had he had notoriety before this but then Ryan Coogler doing Black Panther uh yeah. huge huge Um, I I think that you're right like it it does give like it does it does give like um, at least they've been trying to do their best in uh, in the later years to give a more um, diverse group of people uh, chances to tell these stories and I think they've like fucking hit it out of the park whenever they've done it it's 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 just it's always like like I can't think of too many like Marvel, uh, cinematic universe uh, properties that I think had zero, um, that had zero. Not, I wanna, I wanna try not to use like zero artistic value, uh, because I don't want to be that kind of snob. I don't really, I can't, I'm not the one who gets to arbiter, like, be the arbiter of what's art, but. Iron Fist wasn't art. It was bad. It was trash. It was absolutely trash. And to let Scott Buck be a part of anything that you're trying to do is is very, very bad. Ask Dexter fans how they felt about the last season of Dexter, and you will find out why Scott Buck doesn't get to fucking touch stuff. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at with that. I think that I, I do think these are, these are, <clears throat> these. are I mean, I don't know if it may be that they don't appeal to him which makes sense uh we have a friend who doesn't like uh superhero movies and and probably hates it when we're in the group chat talking about who's right in the civil war between Captain America and Iron Man I'm sure he hates that um but uh like there there's just I mean it might not be for you but that doesn't mean there's no artistic value I hate Seinfeld and I think that it probably was great for comedy I fucking hate it but I think it was great for
1: comedy most likely I think you're gonna make the same person (laughs) upset by saying you hate Seinfeld. Seinfeld's
0: bad, Paul. Seinfeld's (laughs) bad.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, good. Um, Speaking of awards, (laughs) we're good. God, we're so good with transitions. (laughs) Um, Did you one? Did you even watch the Emmys?
0: I watched. I did not. I think I, I watched some of the Emmys. I switched between the Emmys and something else that was on TV that I can't remember what it was. I feel like it was a sports game, <laughs> but I can't remember. So I definitely switched. I mean, I got to see um, some great. Uh, I got to see some great speeches. Um, uh, what's her name? Who's wonderful. Um, I got to see her speak the person who plays, um, oh my goodness. I, in Ted Lasso. Help me out. I'm losing. Oh, Hannah it. Waddingham. Hannah Waddingham. Thank you. Hannah Waddingham. I got to see her, uh, her, uh, give her acceptance speech and she was absolutely wonderful. Um, I got to see uh, Brett Goldstein give his, it, yeah. <laughs> I, by the way, I took me a bit to like find it on the page that I'm on to like, look to see <laughs> um because I'm trying to make sure I go I go over there with names so I don't just go rogue and say someone else won something um but yeah no I got to see I got to see that um some of these were great but I, I did not watch it uh live what did you think of um some of the bigger awards um you know best uh best comedy best drama uh
1: so best comedy uh Ted Lasso won I mean that's of all the ones I've seen, it was clearly I think the last episode we talked about this, Ted Lasso was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like really amazing. Um
0: before we before we keep talking about it, I just wanted to kinda of, there is one thing I wanted to talk to you about that I didn't put in the outline. Uh and it's regarding Ted Lasso. I there's now starting to be some like Ted Lasso backlash. Some Ted Lasso. I can't do it. Um, but <laughs> there's there's starting to be some like Ted Lasso backlash with people who are like saying that it's not necessarily a good show just because it makes you feel good what do you think of like what do you think of (laughs) what do you think of that like have you seen any of that and and if if you have what do you think if not then we can keep
1: moving I I, so I have not seen that but I'm going to react to it anyway because you know this is a headline culture where we just get that anyway Um, (laughs) just because it makes me feel good does not mean it's a good show Uh, I I, what (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, the point of anything that's quality and good is right to elicit some sort of emotional response. If like, yeah. if I like a horror movie, it's because it scares me. If I like a drama series, it's because it's like a dramatic and it makes me feel things. Mm-hmm. If I like a comedy series, it's because it's like it's funny and uh, it makes you laugh and it makes mm-hmm. me feel good about myself. That don't don't overthink it, man.
0: Like <laughs> You're what? like, oh man. No, I I agree. I firstly, I think the show even without like the. I, I think that the the writing is good. I think that the jokes are fantastic. I think that um, like yes, it does give me like this warm, fuzzy feeling where I feel I feel better for have watched for have been able like for have been watching Ted Lasso. Not a good sentence I just said, but that's how it is. Like I just feel better when I watch it. It makes me feel a lot better. It makes me feel a lot more uplifted, which is a wild thing to feel. But like um, about a show that like is essentially just like hey. What if we turn this commercial into a series? <laughs> like it it is so it is it is honestly like the writing is is really good. And I, I think that this is like a like it's a Bill Lawrence show, which I get because a lot of Bill Lawrence properties um elicited, you know pretty intense, uh, emotions for me. I, I loved Scrubs, even though, um, I am thinking about Scrubs now and I'm like on a rewatch, this would not hold up, but I love Scrubs. Like it definitely gave me, it definitely made me like, like those, like, I I think that, um, you know, he, the, this show is so good in many different aspects. Um, whether it be the, the view of these like footballers, not necessarily as these macho, uh, asshole, like, uh, alpha male dicks, but like as actual, uh, healthy men who are like able to, in a healthy way, explore their feelings. And then the ones that can't, uh, others help them get to that point. Like there are just so many things about this show that, that are, that are, are good in a moral sense good in a and and good in an artistic sense so i'm just like i don't get the i don't get the like ted lasso backlash that showed up like just this year it's good i'm sorry we're we're moving away from the age of the anti-hero where we have to root for like walter white and think skyler's a bitch like we're done with that we're out yo it's now about a fucking uh, a southern man coaching a team of which the sport he doesn't understand <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's 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 building each other up, which is what that whole show was about, mm-hmm. and that's why it won Outstanding Comedy Series and deserved it. It sure did. It
0: sure did. What did? What about Hacks? Did you not think Hacks should have been the? Uh,
1: I, I enjoyed Hacks a lot. Don't get me wrong. I just you know it's Ted Lasso's better. <laughs> it's it's it's.
0: That's what I think too. I I I, I enjoyed Hacks uh, despite itself. Like I I didn't think I like I, as I was watching it. I'm like I don't like the what what I'm watching like in the sense like I don't like that this is the thing that's entertaining me but it's fucking great. I think it's great. <laughs> it's a very good show.
1: Um uh, how, Did you did you watch The Queen's Gambit at all? Did you ever get around no, to that?
0: No, I never got around to The Queen's Gambit. And I mm. I I saw the stuff about that in uh um, Anya um Taylor uh, Taylor Joy, I believe is her name. I can't.
1: Prin- Princess Peach and, and Mario. That's <laughs>
0: I forgot about that. Um, yeah, she um, she hosted an episode of um, uh, Saturday Night Live. She was she was fantastic. Um, I never I never got around to watching The Queen's Gambit because the, the, unfortunately at that time, I think uh, I was just like, I'm only going to I don't remember if The Queen's Gambit came out. And the like the real dark part for me where I'm like, I'm not watching anything that requires me to like really potentially put myself out there and feel negative. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it looked good. I might give it a go. Did you watch well, the Queen's Gambit? Oh yeah, excellent,
1: excellent. This was story, it? it? so it, it won outstanding limited anth- or or anthology and mm-hmm. and something else too. Uh, but it's well well deserved. It was mm-hmm. so good.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a I have a very important question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have an incredibly incredibly important question. Um, supporting actor. Uh, in a limited series uh, sorry a limited or anthology series or movie okay how did david diggs not win this i i i i I get it Uh, i'm sure mayor of east town was great you know what (laughs) david diggs played lafayette in a fucking hamilton what are we doing out here
1: six years ago
0: what are we uh, i'm sorry
1: when did the movie come out
0: what, what are we doing yeah. out here i don't even understand it in these streets man like this shit is insane
1: to me i, I how did anthony Ramos not win uh, yeah, so that was Evan Peters, is because he had that Delco accent. Oh my God, <laughs> the Delco accent. That's why they listened to that and went, "That's a really stupid ass accent." That's our dumb. guy.
0: He's killing Given. that. He's killing that dumb accent. By the way, Delco, come at us. Arista, give him your address. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Because they will. Yeah. <laughs> um, we love Ed here. We love Ed from the Circle on this podcast we love him uh i i you're looking very were you're looking very
1: confused i just said
0: that so they wouldn't come kill us okay (laughs) is is ed from the circle from delco he is from delco um does he have the accent he for sure has the accent and he is now on the challenge um mtv i might have to watch
1: both of those things just to hear him say stupid shit
0: yeah oh so wait let me we're gonna get back into the we're gonna get back into the episode in a second um I can't remember if it was Ed or his brother. They, he, Ed and his brother were both on the circle, but I can't remember. And I'm looking it up now to confirm. um, One of them came with their mom. (laughs) And I can't remember. I can't remember if it was Ed or not, but one of them came with their mom. um, And then in the next season, the brother was on (laughs) up. yeah, Ed came with Tammy from, t- from both from Conshohocken. Um and then the next year my uh, Mitchell um who is their brother came or sorry, who is the who is Ed's brother went on the show. This was a detour into the circle that no one needed but I wanted.
1: <laughs> I I live 5 minutes from Conchi, so you know. oh
0: well. I mean, my man, you could probably get one more thing before we get back to the Emmys. Are you trying to get on any reality shows yet? Hard no. You're from Philadelphia. <laughs> you can, you'll, you have a better, you have a pretty good shot at it. You're just, just act fucking insane. In your, it doesn't matter
1: what show it'll be. It'll be like one minute of me just like crying in a corner. Like, <laughs> please get the fuck out of here. All right. <laughs> but he's got to go. He's been crying for the
0: past six and a half hours. <laughs> We're voting a wrist off island. Yeah, good call. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, that was my fucking vote too. It's pretty crazy. We gotta get out of here. Um, Okay. Um, Back to sorry. My apologies for um, jumping around. Uh, Now, uh, let
1: me see here. The Crown winning Outstanding Drama Series. Have you watched The Crown? I think I watched season one of The Crown, and it was like it was one of those like, wow, this is really well done. I don't like any of this. Mm -hmm. Cool. Bet. Nope, my mom <laughs> likes it.
0: I feel like it's one of those where it's like it, it it's, it's a good show that I have zero interest in.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: it is, it is good. It is done wonderfully. I can't. There's no way. I, I can't. I, it's not like I'm not watching it because it's not like quality television. It's quality television. I have no interest in you, so no, thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's i, I exactly it's, it's just another like why do i care it's Yeah. not my king not my
0: queen not my <laughs> not my king i mean look once you start nominating some dumb shit that i watch that's when we're in like th- i want i want nominations for like really ridiculous things that i watch then then we are then we are in where's the give me
1: go ahead Give me lead actor in a comedy series for David Spade for that one time he hosted Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) I want,
0: yeah, no, I agree. I want um, guest actors uh, in series who weren't only in the production for 30 and a half
1: seconds.
0: (laughs) wasn't,
1: Wasn't that, you're talking about The Crown for real, right?
0: No, I'm talking about Don Cheadle being nominated for uh falcon and the winter soldier uh, as a oh. guest actor for being in the or was it was it guest or sup- i can't remember what it was but it was like insane that he was also like i don't understand why i've been nominated for this
1: <laughs> i am pretty sure and I, I i'm trying to confirm this but i'm pretty sure the guy who actually did win that category outstanding supporting actor in a drama series uh not that category but the person who won outstanding actor in a drama series is tobias menzies who mm. was barely in that season oh
0: my goodness like,
1: like he was in it way more the season prior than barely in it this the second uh season four which is actually up and they kind of like one of those like
0: okay we'll give it to you now but... <laughs> you get it my man you get it
1: anyway yeah it's we're weird talk about the crown
0: yeah, Don, uh, Don Cheadle, by the way, did not win. He um he didn't win Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. Somehow, um, I guess he needed to be on for 24 more seconds to get it. I don't know. Um, I love Don Cheadle. I think you should give it to Don Cheadle. <laughs> um, uh, before we move on, uh, last question from from me about um about the Emmys is. Directing in a um, directing in a comedy series went to Hacks for there is no, there is no line. Um, there were three different um, Ted Lasso uh, uh, episodes that were nominated for the same category. How hard do you think it was for them to uh, not give it to Ted Lasso? They literally nominated three episodes. Like
1: I don't know, we'll just pick our favorite out of the out of these three. <laughs> Uh, it just goes to show you how good, contrary to those idiot people uh, say. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to show you how good it is, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the episodes, so the one, the one Zach rafted, that was pretty good. I think Biscuits that was one with the, the boss, ones. right? Biscuits with the boss. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see these um, next coming, the next season. What kind of what what happens here? Because there's some great episodes in this season, mm-hmm. and uh, so
0: the funeral, the f- the. Have we, sorry, spoiler alert, I believe it was the most recent one, the funeral episode. I'll leave it at that. I'll just call it the funeral episode and not not give uh, details, but I thought that was great.
1: Yeah. Each episode, there's, like, meaning. We're going to talk about Ted Lasso again. Each episode, there's, like, meaning, and then also, like, one or two lines that are just kill me Mm -hmm. (laughs) comedy-wise. Fucking
0: Beard got his own, he got his own, like, Beard episode. Like, Mm -hmm. let's go. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah um <laughs> oh no I don't know how to
1: um so mm. we we talked about the crown which is about rich white people yes! and I don't care about those rich white people yes let's talk about rich white people I do want to follow
0: there we go there we go <laughs> succession season three comes out on HBO October 17th of this year 2021 have you seen all of succession and are you?
1: Prepared for what is coming
0: in Succession season three.
1: So I binged Succession seasons one and two uh, last fall. I think mm-hmm. um you know, still COVID. Uh, I mean, we're still in COVID, but you know what I mean. No, like, still I'm thinking... pretty
0: sure COVID's over. I've been licking everybody mm-hmm. I see in
1: Walmart. But you know what I mean. It was uh, and. I was like shocked at how gr- good it was, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, okay, a rich a show about rich white people, who yeah. gives a fuck? But like, f- it's Shakespearean, like it's mm-hmm. literally like, I'm not being hyperbolic, it's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Team Roy, let's go. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> um, I <laughs> threw me off there. Um, they're all okay. Other. No, um. Uh. Wait. Are you lo- so? Go before I talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Logan or last Name is Roy. You. So. I, you wrecked me because my immediate thought was Logan, and I'm like, that's crazy, and I'm like, no, no, no. Wait I
1: Kendall. Kendall
0: okay. Roy. <laughs> Team Kendall. Um. So I will also say for succession I had the literal same thought as you uh, it's a bunch of rich white people that um, I also thought to I th- also had the thought I mean it's about the Murdoch family so like oh, yeah. so like I have no interest in this I'm we aren't we're all kind of living Lachlan Murdoch's fucking nightmare factory right now <laughs> so I didn't really have any sort of uh, like, stake in the game. And then I watched it and I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) Like, like it was just an amazing show. It, It is an amazing show. Um, again, everything is so like, like the stake, like they give you stakes, but they also give you such great comedy, like such great comedic beats and comedic takes. Um, What's his face throwing all of the water bottles at Greg was great. Like it's a, it is a gr- bore on the floor was horrifying and funny. Like it is just a great show. I am I am so Dude. prepared for season three that I literally am like I am going to have to do a quick rewatch of both seasons before, um, before, uh, this uh, starts.
1: What the line is something like two Gregs make an omelet. <laughs> a tomlet it's a tomlet a Two like like a tomlet <laughs> um yeah so uh, did you know that some of the stuff that happens in the show is based on real life so uh in season 1 there's a, a, a an episode where Kendall tries to like take over the company in like a board meeting and it was very like mm. fighting. like that apparently happened in disney in like 2005 oh um something similar and then the episode in season 2 where um, the, the the young Roy Whose name I can't remember right now Roman where he's over He's over in the Middle East somewhere and then some like Turkey maybe and like mm-hmm. the government Attacks and like does some weird shit that's based Off of stuff that happened in Saudi Arabia a couple of Years ago so it's like The yeah. drama is actually Real yeah uh, yeah And also fucking entertaining you know two Gregs make a Tomlin
0: <laughs> <laughs> Such a good it's such a good show I'm so 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 excited for Season three and Um, that is going to be fantastic. And uh, I, I will, I, I'm hoping that there will be a way that people will hear from me after every episode. And I'm just going to keep it at that for now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it at that. That might, that might materialize. It might not, but that might materialize. Um, Do you have anything
1: else you want to add about
0: succession? about succession no I mean I it's just so good I, literally I put it on the list not for like not because I had stuff but because I'm like it's coming back we all need to talk about it how great is it gonna be how crazy is it that it's this good how crazy is it that it, it could have this many like just white main characters and I'm still super interested in it <laughs> like like I want it so bad even though like it has no it's just a show it's just a board not not a boardroom show but like a like a I'm trying to think of like the way to describe it where it's just like a it's a show about a company and the the uh, ins and outs of running that company and trying to take over that company. And it was as like a, you kind of just like, that sounds stupid. And then you watch it and you're like, nope, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's, Roman it's ruined, sh- Roman was a real prick at a fucking child's baseball game. Like, let's go, let's do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's Shakespeare. It's, you know, a father's mm-hmm. empire being divided among his children. Yeah. And then the father... Holding on to power while his mm-hmm. children also the, try to consolidate power. The, fi- the father
0: essentially just going like, "I don't think that my children have the wherewithal and the and the ability to run this in, in a way that would make me proud." Because I'm not proud of my kids, so I'm gonna keep running it until I feel like I could be proud of potentially one of them at some point.
1: They're adding uh, Alexander Skarsgård and Adrian Brody into season three, and I'm excited because. It could be good. It could be real good. Let's
0: get some more white guys in this. Let's get them in there. <laughs> I, didn't, true, I didn't. True. No, I'm not. Like, look, <laughs> I've already. I. I will. I'm pot committed on Succession. <laughs> so like, like, I'm 100 in. I understand what I'm watching. I understand that people of color are not really around in this situation. And in a lot of the cases, I'm not happy about it. But in this one, I'm gonna make an exception. It's still a really good show, and Z-way is gonna be in it. So let's go. <laughs> other than, other than that, like everything's it, Z-way is gonna be there. <laughs> so she she'll do the, um, she'll do the making them feel awkward for me that I need to see as well. <laughs> you want to move cool. on to the movie?
1: Yeah, so um, let's talk about office space. Uh, so this was a movie that I had picked um, It used to be one of one of my favorite movies. Uh, you know, when I was a freshman year of college, if you were to say, what's your favorite movie? I'd probably say Office Space. Uh, I picked this movie because it, it seems really two reasons. Well, three, because one, it used to be my favorite movie. Really. Two, um, because I think there's like a misconception in America right now about the job market. Okay. Um, I've heard, yeah, no, I've heard from so many people that there's so many open jobs right now. Uh, and that people are just lazy. They don't want to work, but Mm -hmm. I disagree. I think the problem is that no one wants to work shitty jobs. Mm -hmm. And this movie is about working a shitty job
0: and no one wants to work shitty jobs for very little money.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, um, that's kind of why I picked the movie and the same, and a third reason was because I work in an office job. Uh I can relate heavily to a lot of the things mm-hmm. that our main character Peter experiences. Yes. Um and you and you work for beep, right? Is that right? Exactly. Okay, yep.
0: <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. Uh-huh.
1: Um so, so Office Space is from nineteen ninety-nine. It's about uh directed by Mike Judge, who did not do live action before this. He did uh Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Um And then jumped into the first live action movie was Office Space. And it's about a man named Peter Gibbons who works at a tech company. Um, I don't actually know what they do, but his job is literally to just update, go line by line in software and update code, just sitting at his desk, just click, click, next line, next line, next line, next line. And he uh, basically hates his life. So that's kind of where we start because he's just hates his job. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you like this movie? Okay. Oh, we're gonna start with. Did I like well, this hard, movie? hard question to start jump off with right away? But give me some early thoughts. Give me some opinions. Let's, let's go.
0: Let's start. Did I like this movie? The answer, an emphatic. Oh, sorry, I hit the thing. <laughs> sorry, building suspense. An emphatic no, no, I did not like this movie. I thought it, I, I was. I mean, like, I. Let me put it. Let me let me put it in a way that I can it's, I didn't recognize it as a movie. I recognized it seemingly as two to three long episodes of television that resolved in a way that I'm like, wait, that's the, that's it. That's the, that's the movie. That's the end. Like truly I I watched it and as I kept watching it, it felt like, it felt like, if you if you if you break it up in like thirds, it felt like just three different plot lines like that were like tangentially connected to each other. I didn't I didn't feel like and, and not saying that's necessarily bad in every sense. I do like things that are that are, you know, creative and make you think in different ways throughout the entirety of the time. But watching it, I, I didn't um I didn't like it super much. I also can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do, do you think now you liked this movie? It, it came out in nineteen ninety-nine. It's from Mike Judge. Let's all remember these facts. Um, you you liked it in college. Do you think that it holds up as a movie that can continue to be like an adored movie in in this year?
1: I think there are certain jokes that do not. Um, uh, there's a lot of like scenarios that absolutely do hold up, uh, especially if you've ever worked an office job. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is
0: correct. And, and just literally economic stuff, like literally hearing the hearing the phrase uh, profit sharing. I was like, oh shit! Like, like I, I agree. That is huge, and that is like that is big for for the t- excuse me for the time in 1999. Like, but that's, that's huge now. But that was, that was like, it was like when I watched, um, it was like when we watched the one movie and it said social distancing and I went, hang on, what? (laughs) So the,
1: the, the, there are two things I wrote down that uh, I kind of noted that I just, I wish, I wish the movie just didn't have. (laughs) Um, The first is the opening title credits. One of the characters is listening to rap music and uh, a black man is walking down the side of the road and he turns it down and it's Mm -hmm. like, How's that supposed to be funny? Like it's—I don't understand the it's, comedy. It's In 1999, fun- I'm sure killed, it's funny
0: but- because black people are dangerous and will hurt you if you're listening to to rap yeah. music. Like exactly. most, of, when it when it comes to that, most like a lot of not most a lot of the comedy beats that were supposed to be comedy beats were montages of like the white actors doing stuff while like rap music was playing like that that happened numerous times throughout the film as like a a comedic beat that's what's funny uh like it's funny because like they're they're doing this thing and then there's like this gangster rap playing underneath them
1: yeah um i'll say my my, the other line the other thing that i didn't think um holds up and then i'll circle back on the music Mm -hmm. um uh michael bolton the character michael bolton (laughs) um He, he uses a, a slur for a, a gay person. And I, again, wh- why? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. but as far as the, the rap not, music, I just want to, a... I
0: want to make sure that it's clear. I'm not, uh, look, I understand where the radical left. I'm not trying to cancel this movie because of no joke. I do not think so either. <laughs> I'm just saying
1: like, I just, I wish they weren't in it. I don't yeah. think it holds up. The, the, the music aspect that the, I, that was clearly like an intentional piece where he wanted to have like gangster music, um, superimposed over them doing menial office jobs. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, I'm a white Kid, I was a white kid. And this got me into rap music. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I listened to when I first saw this movie, I went, I like this music. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to it. Uh so I enjoyed it. But and it also
0: um, and and not so like again, I i kind of brought up the one thing and I'm gonna go the other way with it, just because I like the idea of like looking at it from multiple perspectives. Um, or as another one of my friends uh would say, uh, in this situation I'm both sides in it. Um I I do think that it it showed like how like in some of these in some of these situations it was like a um you know the root of the movie is um workers rebelling against the working class and um you know doing what they can to to like in, in the in the capacity that they can rebel and fight against um the oppressors right so when they would do when they would play that music, that music is the like is like the, they're they're the anthems of that specific um that specific act. So so it was try I from what I from what I I do believe they tried to link those two things as like like this is what it really is. It's I we are playing this because they are, you know, they might be, you know, just like some menial office workers, but they are. They are taking a a stand in the way that they in the only way that they can, and this is the anthem of
1: them. That's another guess that I had. We'll we'll get into uh, I'll talk about backstory stuff a lot, but Mike Judge actually had to fight the studio to keep the the music in. Really? He like, yeah, he really was like, no, it's very purposeful. I want this tone to be there, which kind of leads to what you were just saying. And the mm-hmm. studio like caved obviously because it's in the movie, but that was <laughs> one of the, the sticking points. Um, I think I should explain the actual plot of the movie a little bit so um well let's so uh, let, let go through some of it we'll we'll talk
0: about it up until there and then and then do more of the and then do more of the plot
1: sure yeah so it uh, starts off with peter he works at like i said he works at a company called Inatech and um uh, he works with his friends uh, his coworkers are named samir and michael bolton who uh, is named the same shares the same name as the singer michael Bol- michael bolton and uh, peter is pretty like depressed and is uh, girlfriend at the time kind of drags him to a hypnotherapist and the hypnotherapist does this thing where like uh, starts hypnotherapy swings the pendulum back and forth and does the like i'm going to count to three and then when i snap my fingers you're going to feel like something you're going to you know stress is going to be gone Mm -hmm. um so you're going to fall into a deep like you know slumber state and then the stress will be gone when i snap my fingers and as the hypnotherapist is counting down He has a heart attack and dies (laughs) like right there just keels Mm -hmm. over and dies and so peter is forever locked in this like hypno fugue state of just not caring all of his his like anxieties and stress is just gone and so the way he channels that is just not giving a fuck about work Mm -hmm. you know his boss asks him to come in on a saturday and a sunday and he just sleeps through it he you know and starts rebelling in other ways so Mm -hmm. Was there anything you wanted to mention about that sort Uh, of beginning? thing? So
0: I thought like, like I got the, I got the setup of the, like I got the setup
1: and I'm like, great. Now, um,
0: a couple of jokes that I think, um, don't hold up. And that might just be because, because of me, I have three in this, in this one. I didn't, this might, I think this is the first movie we did that I didn't actually take notes. Um, I I I and that's because I used my computer to watch it and that's where I take my notes. <laughs> so so I didn't take notes. But I do remember these three jokes, or at least two of them. I might not remember the third, so here we go. Um, number one. Oh, you know what? I do remember all three. The Michael Bolton thing. I thought I I understood how it was I understood how it was funny, and like his name's Michael Bolton, and people keep talking to him about Michael Bolton, and that's funny. My problem was it was juxtaposed with um, a character of color whose name is never pronounced correctly because they're a character of color, and when the character of color was like, when Samir was like, hey, like no one can ever pronounce my name, he, the the my, Mike Mike was like, you think yours is bad? My name's Michael Bolton. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, what? Excuse me. So I didn't I didn't like that. Um I didn't like uh they made multiple uh they made like so many fat jokes before the fat hypnotherapist died <laughs> um and yeah. I'm just yeah. like cool that's cool and the last one was the he uh what's his name the the main character Ron Livingston Peter was with was with Michael and Samir and they were talking about um how they want to do the poker night but he but he had the hypnotherapy right um and they they're like um uh, peter was like you know the hypnotherapist therapist is pretty good um uh, my girlfriend lost like i uh, think it was like 15 or 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 50 yeah. pounds and they they're like Peter she's anorexic and he's like I know the hypnotherapist is pretty good they did yeah. a lot of like the, the, a lot of their jokes just were like just like you're fat and that's funny we got you and I'm, it's like that's you know that's I think that's a that I mean 99 yeah that
1: killed <laughs> that absolutely killed uh, but yeah. I was like fuck this <laughs> yeah so I, I'm I'm remembering now that uh, that was one of those jokes that like uh I wish, I wish wasn't there. I
0: honestly, I do feel bad because at some point this podcast turns into terrain points out jokes. He is morally upset about and Arista's is like, shit, that's a
1: good point. <laughs> I mean, i I, Hey, I'm ready to bring stuff that I thought was genuinely funny and mm. things that I'm like related immediately yeah. to at work. Let's um, keep, let's keep moving. You hit me with them funny shits. So Peter, uh, he decides to, like I said, sleep through work, not give a shit. He goes on a he goes to uh, a restaurant next door, which is supposed to be like a Chili's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Chachki's. I think they make the a
0: joke about that in there, don't they? Like, or at least uh, they reference the they reference like a ra- a real restaurant like Chili's, and then throw a random
1: fake one in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, the the waitress is Jennifer Aniston. He asks her on a date. Um, and there's a, see. So this is like a part that I thought was funny. Whereas where he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna not going to go to work anymore. And just like, don't you have to pay bills? I'm just I'm not going to pay, pay those
0: either. <laughs> you,
1: know, you know, I don't really like my boss, so I'm just not going to respond to him. I'm just not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, great. I wish but see, that's like my dream. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's dream. Yeah. They, uh, but except if convers- my
0: boss is listening and in, in which I, you're the fucking best. It, like, and I love I love all of my time working. Working is the best. I, lo- I will work until I'm dead because I love it. Capitalism is groovy. <laughs> Sorry,
1: go ahead. No, there, there's a part where uh, Peter is talking to his neighbor about what would you do if you had a million dollars? And Peter's answer is, I would do nothing. Yeah. And, like, that's <laughs> that's his, the truth. His neighbor was like, Diedrich Bader. Wasn't his answer, I would have a threesome? No, no, no. His answer was, you know what I'd do? Two chicks at Two once. Two chicks at once. <laughs> There we go. Okay. Got it. Got it. it. Uh, And so there's a a great montage set to uh, damn, it feels good to be a gangster Mm -hmm. um, of Peter just ignoring work. He's fishing. He's Mm -hmm. uh, there's a bit about TPS reports. And he starts ignoring his TPS reports. He's sitting in a cubicle and he unscrews the cubicle and shoves it down so he can see out the window. He
0: brings Um, the fish. (laughs) He brings the fish that he caught into work, puts it on his desk on, on documents, guts it, and then throws the guts on the TPS report. Uh, letterhead or, or let TPS report cover sheet, which is a huge, if you haven't watched the film, you've, you've at the very least seen the, um seen the Gary Cole memes
1: of saying, if you could do this, that'd be great. Like that's, you've at <laughs> least seen that. So meanwhile, there's uh, the company he works for Inatech is going through like a restructuring downsize. So they hire two consultants, both named Bob um the and the the bobs are there to interview everybody to kind of get an aspect of like what they do um and so i'm going to give you kind of a quote between uh peter and bob and this i think this is kind of one of the bobs that just kind of mm-hmm. why i think this is uh, an important work office work movie speaking of ted lasso so,
0: john c mcginley
1: yeah I say, he was speaking, not in Ted Lasso. I, I'm
0: saying speaking of Ted Lasso, because Bill Lawrence and Scrubs. I I can I can connect. I look, I've got this fucking seven, six degrees of
1: Kevin Bacon down pat. Don't don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter is telling Bob, uh, you see, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy; it's that I just don't care. Uh, you you don't care. Uh, it's a problem of motivation all right now. If I work my ass off and Initech ships a few extra units, I don't see another dime. So where's the motivation? And there's another thing. I have eight different bosses right now. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Eight bosses, Bob. Eight. So that means when I make a mistake, I have eight different people coming by to tell me about it. That's the only real motivation is to not be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job. But you know, Bob, that will only make someone work just hard enough to not get fired. And so that bit about to working yep. just hard enough to not get fired, that's... I mean, everybody who's ever worked knows knows. That this feeling. is American. This is cap.
0: This is capitalism. This is mm-hmm. this is the American like job system of. I mean, what, like, you're telling, like, you're, you want, and, and it actually, you see a lot of it again with um, Jennifer Aniston's character, whom I was fucking shocked to find out was in this film. I was blown away. But you see a lot of oh, that God. with Jennifer Aniston's character, where she works at this um, makeshift, ch- she works at Chotchkeys, sorry. Um, and, she has to wear a bunch of like buttons and pins, which are called flare on her, um, on her like suspenders while she works, her suspenders in her uniform. And there's a minimum of 15 flare, but you, you're encouraged to wear more flare. And like, I, I think that like, that's another thing like, like that kind of like, they both kind of uh, show the exact like, like um, issues with, with what's going on with working it's like you are expected to do to go above and beyond but you are never rewarded for going above and beyond you are you are expected to do so much and you are expected to be grateful that you're getting what you're getting that that oh fuck. am i gonna rate this higher because of these fucking messages <laughs> no no
1: it's like those that's the meaning of the movie mm-hmm. right and you nailed it you nailed it because it's not Damn. just office work it's service work too mm-hmm. um and so uh peter's meeting with the bobs while going through his like his like euphoria crisis or whatever yeah. of not wanting to work and they decide to promote him they think like you know he's not getting enough motivation and stimulus so why don't we give him a raise in like a direct reports or whatever and like mm-hmm. starts promoting him and meanwhile his friends michael bolton and samir are both fired they're both terminated because right. they can be downsized and so um as sort of revenge they come up with a plot to steal fractions of a penny from every business deal it's like 0.0005 percent of a penny and then over time it'll all collect into an account and then they'll be rich yeah and so their justification for doing so by the way was basically just like i'm mad they, they had no real like, <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it was really hard to like like follow can it was really hard to follow how one led to another, right? Like, yeah. it just was like one time. And I think weren't drinks involved. I could agree. Like, I I get if you do something when you're drunk, like when you're mad. But then they sobered up and still did it. Like, that's where I was. I was just like, I feel like they were just like not happy about the fact that they were going to get fired. And I get that. But then they're like all right, I've had some drinks. I'm going to 100% Im- like steal from this company that we've already acknowledged is not nice and won't be cool about
1: stuff. Even, uh, even J- Jennifer Aniston is like, yeah, so how is this not stealing? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's not. It's just, you know, taking fractions of a penny. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you're stealing. So no, you, I don't think you're getting it. If you go to the <laughs> take
0: a penny, leave a penny.
1: And, yeah, you, yeah. and you
0: take a penny, like we're actually taking less than that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> that was good. I thought, honestly, I, I think the, uh, it was clearly that they were stealing. I thought that was a good explanation. Where mm-hmm. t- it was, it was similar to like the the Napster, where they're just, to like the Napster, LimeWire thing, where they're like, would you steal a car if you could download a car? Would you steal a car? It's like, I mean, I would if if the other person gets to keep the car too, for sure, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Mm. um yeah exactly so uh at, at this point um uh there's another side character named milton who is kind of briefly thrown aside he's the one with the red stapler that everyone knows from the movie and uh he's basically like moved desks moved like into the basement his red stapler gets stolen can i and, be- before on,
0: before you continue he's played by steven root i'm not Perfect. sure I'm not sure if anyone's seen Steven Root and other things. I know that you have. I just don't know if you know that it's Steven Root. And oh, I yeah. s- I say that because I've seen Steven root in so many things and he's also always the biggest piece of shit that I could like ever imagine. Like this, I'm thinking specifically, I just recently like uh, when I go to sleep, I watch stuff cause that's how daddy goes to sleep. He, he gets, he gets tired and puts on a show that he's familiar with. And then he, that lulls him to sleep. One of those shows is pushing daisies and And Steven Root plays this real piece of shit in Poison. And and then seeing him in this acting the way that he's acting in this, I was dumbfounded that this was a possibility. I was dumbfounded. I thought this was crazy. Sorry, go ahead. But I want to just, everyone, if you're watching and you see Steven Root in something else, Go watch clips of this. You will not recognize the mannerisms and the attitude of this motherfucker. He's wow. It's wow.
1: Yeah, they, they had him, they they dressed him really meekly and they mm-hmm. put glasses on him that had the lenses were so thick he couldn't see. <laughs> so like, literally like the actor could like not Stephen see couldn't see. Like Steven Root couldn't see. No. So um yeah. I'm so you are going
0: to make me rate this higher and I'm so mm. pissed about it.
1: Hey, I'm going to tell you all the background stuff too. Cause I, I, I did a lot of research on this. I'm but, literally
0: uh, starting to like mm. come around on this movie.
1: <laughs> anyway. So the whole time, uh, Stephen, uh, uh merchant, um, uh, not Stephen merchant, um, Root. Stephen Root, excuse me. Uh, he's muttering under his breath. Like I want my staple or I'm going to burn this place down. <laughs> and, uh, so going back to Peter, uh, their software that they write to steal the little fractions of pennies goes awry and they end up stealing like $400,000. And so they're freaking out. They're like, we're going to go to jail. Oh my God. Like, and then um, <laughs> Stephen Root uh, Milton, he burns the place down. He literally just burns down a tech, crisis averted, no one cares. Peter goes and joins a construction company and has a happier life. I so,
0: have a, here's my follow-up question. How does him burning down the building negate the code that's in a computer um, that is transferring money to an uh, to a bank account?
1: That- so the, the way I was thinking about this because I, I when I was watching I was like, okay, the servers might I think they're in that building, right? And so if the servers all melt and whatever, uh, that's kind of what I got, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel
0: like, I feel like, and again, like the way that, and, and I know I kind of like made you like do it piecemeal. I made you like stop and start and stop and start and explaining it. I truly think, I think you did like three different things and those were like the three different episodes of television, right? Um, you know, he hates his job and then he goes to a hypnotherapist and the hypnotherapist dies. Um, and that's crazy. And then he decides he's hypnotized and feels good and decides he's not going back to work and that's it. And then they decide to steal money from the company. And then we have to resolve that. Like, those are the thing. Like, like it's just, those yeah. are the episodes. of like, I think Mike judges, like I'm used to writing episodic stuff. I'm used to, I'm sorry, not episode, but I'm used to writing like episodes of television. I am going, this, this is, this is still in the vein of episodes of television.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you, you pointed that out at the top and I agree, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, Mike judge never did a movie before. So Mm I kind of get it. Uh, Not taking away away from it, not Not taking away from it, but like, but
0: like, yeah, I was just like, is this one, like, this isn't one, like it's sort of one continuous thought, but like, sort of like, it's really, you really kind of splice stuff in there and now go ahead Go ahead. have you seen silicon
1: valley the tv
0: show i've seen clips and like maybe an episode but i i could i never got into uh silicon valley the tv show although i love um camille Nanjiani um uh i think he's fantastic and even <laughs> even though he's not super buff in silicon valley I'm, I, I still think he's funny <laughs>
1: Yeah so again so Mike Judge created that like that's his another show of his and i think especially the first season it's a uh, better than the rest um the, the 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 it's a lot better presented than the, than this movie um and it's again another workplace sort of thing uh it's just that it's a silicon valley like tech startup yeah i think um, a
0: lot of a lot of mike judge's things are workplace comedies and, like, a lot of them are also, like, white-dominated workplace comedies. So, like, he, Silicon Valley, um, still, like, heavily white-dominated. And it, it's a white-dominated industry as well. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, King of the Hill, clearly. Um, I, I think he does animated stuff on Netflix, I believe is something like the good family. I don't remember. I have to like see, uh, specifically, but, but yeah, like that's, that's his bread and butter. That's where he, you know, gets his, gets his shit, which, you know, Oh, no, the good family was on ABC. Not, not, not that my bad. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not a huge Mike judge fan. I never, I never really got into Mike judge. I I honestly, like I know other people can. I just don't get I don't get King of the Hill. I don't get Beavis and Butthead. I just don't get him. <laughs> now have you seen Idiocracy? I never watched Idiocracy because I didn't I wasn't a Mike Judge fan, so I decided not to. Like my my love for political uh media uh was was outweighed by my like not in my my non interested Mike Judge. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that that one's... The the comedy's a lot dumber, but it's on purpose. It's because about, you know, the world is dumb. But anyway, um, so I want to... Is there anything else about, like, the plot or anything you want to bring up before I jump into some behind-the-scenes stuff? I feel
0: like they didn't utilize... um, I feel like they didn't utilize Jennifer Aniston nearly enough. The fact that Jennifer Aniston was in the movie made me, like, go, what the... Like, I was shocked that Jennifer Aniston was there. And then just how like you like underutilized she was when I'm like my ass is watching the morning show on on ABC plus or or, sorry on 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 Apple TV ABC plus is not a channel not a service but it will be (laughs) mark my words it will be um but on Apple TV like she's really good at what she does and like just, like, the way she was utilized was, like, she gets one scene of being upset and um, whipping off people at her job so she can quit. And I'm just like, I mean, like, I feel like Jennifer Aniston can do a lot more in a, in, in a film. But it was, but truly, like, it would have been, like, forcing her to do more because the film was not about, like, I mean... The 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 scene that she got to like go off on was like the only thing that was truly about what the main point of the film was about. So
1: my my criticism is give give Aniston more shit to do. Yes, this is actually a perfect segue. Um, So originally they wanted uh, they wanted to get um, a more famous actor to play Peter. They wanted to get Matt Damon. They wanted to get Matt Damon at the time. Oh shit. yeah, so they wanted to get Matt Damon, uh, but he he wasn't available. And then um, Ron Livingston auditioned for it, and they loved him. Yeah, but he was a, he was an unknown actor at the time. Mm-hmm. So the studio was basically like, "We need a name, uh, Jennifer Aniston." And so that's that's literally why Jennifer Aniston's in it. They, then what the was, f- I'm... <laughs> so, yeah, so they wanted we the, the, need a yeah. name,
0: but like not a name to like
1: actually
0: do stuff in it. A name to put on the property.
1: Yeah, no, they wanted ticket sales. Yeah, <laughs> it's Jennifer Aniston is in Friends, the biggest comedy show of the time, right there. So, spoiler wanted... alert!
0: Spoiler alert! They wanted ticket sales. That did not work.
1: Yes, um, some other things. Uh, so, um, David Herman, who plays Michael Bolton, David Herman was on Mad TV at the time, mm-hmm. and he was con- contracted to be on Mad TV. He could not do any other projects <laughs> per his contract. So, I don't know if you read anything about this, but. He really wanted to be in this movie, but Mad TV would not release him for his contract. Mm-hmm. So he showed up and just screamed all of his lines until they fired him. Yep. I, I didn't know that.
0: I did know that like being on Mad TV, I did know he was on Mad TV and I did know being on Mad TV, you can't like, they don't let you do those duplicates. It Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live is actually very much the same until like, you know, X amount of time ago where they started letting people do other projects like outside of the time of SNL. Um, And it kind of sometimes over, it sometimes like bleeds into the time of SNL. But I did not know he just screamed like during rehearsals. (laughs)
1: Yep. Yeah. They literally like, until they had to fire him because he just refused to like act. He just screamed every line and uh, (laughs) which got him fired. And then he started doing movies What we did office space and then he did nothing else.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) I remember that as well. And I'm just like, do you think that was worth it? Uh, I'm wondering what residuals he gets from like, and, and you know, I mean, this this podcast could easily be called "Industry Outsiders" because we don't know the we don't know the rate of residuals that um, these actors get on on um, you know sales from like DVD and stuff sales. Because truly, Office Space didn't become a uh, didn't become a hit until like well after its theater run.
1: Yeah, so it it had a budget of ten million and then made back in theaters twelve million. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until uh comedy central started re-airing it they Mm -hmm. aired it once in like 2002 and that people watched that shit they aired it like 40 sometimes between 2002 and 2004 like that's how i found it honestly it's like just stay home from school one day or whatever uh, office spaces on the tv on comedy central during the daytime you know Mm -hmm. and that's, that's kind of how I found it. Uh, this is a, this like, I, is that, do you,
0: they, they they know that they're doing like, they, they have Seinfeld now, like Comedy Central has Seinfeld now and they, they're advertising for it. I'm like wondering if like, they're like wondering if this is going to be like another, you know, uh, you know, getting a bunch of people to show up to their channel to watch this and then trick them into continuously watching ridiculousness, which is the only thing that they air. But, You're confusing Comedy
1: Central and MTV. Am I? Oh, you're ridiculousness right. Ridiculousness is an MTV.
0: Ridiculousness is an MTV. So I am I'm, I'm I'm stuck in that Viacom bubble. I'm sorry, my bad. I'm thinking of their parent company,
1: Viacom baby. <laughs> uh another thing I want to bring up is the flair you mentioned. So yes. Jennifer Aniston's character has to wear flair. Mm-hmm. Um did you know that this movie bullied actual chili's from getting rid of the flair? So really people, yeah people who watch this movie like went to chili's and were like oh where's your flair? to all all of the wait staff that chili's had to get rid of it no i'm sorry it was tgi fridays tgi fridays got rid of all yeah. the the um the flare because yeah. of this movie so yep i yep no no you say because of this
0: movie but it sounds like it's because of the shitty fans of this movie <laughs> it doesn't sound I mean, like it's a, it's it's similar to the um it's similar to saying um, this McDonald's closed because uh, they didn't have enough, uh, they didn't have enough Szechuan sauce to satisfy Rick and Morty fans. When really it is uh, this McDonald's closed because Rick and Morty fans came in and lost their fucking minds over Szechuan sauce. Like that's, that's what this is, right? I,
1: hey man, if you want to take the side of TGA Fridays, be my guest. <laughs> I mean, ver- the the, uh, the it's versus like, office space fans. <laughs> like,
0: uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a fucking right side to be on. <laughs> and the
1: last thing, um, yeah. the printer, the printer scene. Have you seen that printer scene before where they I've, go into a field and beat the I've shit out of I've seen the
0: it? printer scene before. I've seen parodies of the printer scene. Yeah. Uh, I almost said fall up Family Guy did a, did a similar, d- sorry, did a parody of, they were. I don't. Did they actually break a printer? I don't remember what it was. No, no, no. It was a
1: vinyl record. It was a vinyl the, record. The bird yes. Is the, word. the bird
0: is the word record. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um. Yeah. They. They. This was. This was a very, very famous scene.
1: Oh. Oh. Sorry. I lied to you. I do have more. Um. <laughs> Gary Cole. Gary Cole, who plays Bill Lumbergh, uh, before doing this movie, he had only done. He was like a serious actor, and this was the first really? movie he. Yeah. And this is the first comedy movie he did and then he just pivoted to comedy. Gary Cole
0: um, as seen in Veep, as heard in Archer. As, like Gary Cole is literally like in every possible thing that you would you would hear. Uh, Or C. I think he's in, I think he's also in like Bob's Burgers. Um, He is one billion. He was in Talladega Nights, Dodgeball. Uh, Like this guy has been in all sorts of shit. Um, Like he is the, he's one of the, he's, if you, if you, there's like a, there's a subsection of actor that's essentially called um, him or her. And like, just like they're in everything but you can't remember what their name is, that is Gary Cole. And I. that sounds really rude, and I don't mean that in a rude way, but that, like, that is Gary Cole. He is in fucking everything.
1: Yeah. Um. If you watch this movie back again, he is never without his, his uh, Inatech mug. Every scene- Really? Including, including the vision of him having sex that Peter has. He's holding his mug. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um. So- Yep, and then uh, finally, 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 the uh, the the manager at the Tchotchkes who was yelling at Jennifer Aniston was Mike Judge.
0: Yes, he he was credited as something else in the film, right? Yeah, like he he didn't he wasn't credited as Mike Judge. He was credited as like William something. Probably, <laughs> uh, I think so. Oh, William King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. my judgment. I yeah. know I have like dumb knowledge that I that I have from it. <laughs> Just the stupid stuff. No, I did not know that. That's I did not know that. Um Do you have anything you want to add more about this before we wrap up? Um I mean, this was a movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> this this was a movie. And I, I do I, I will I think that it's super important to like talk about the like anti-capitalist uh sentiments in the movie like it literally was like a movie that was like you know what you should probably get profit sharing from your you know if you if you are the reason or if if you and your team are the reason that um you know more um financial gain is Happening to this company, if you're helping bring money in, if your direct work is helping revenue, then you should fucking get more money and you should absolutely get, you should get more money. You should get, you know, stock options. You should get those very important things. And if you don't get those, then like, I mean, really, this place is actually a, a, a fucking awful nightmare and you need to deal with that place. Um I think that's, I think that's a super, super important thing for people to learn while watching this movie.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a, someone once told me this is like the best documentary they've ever seen about workplace culture. And it's (laughs) true. I mean, everything down from the fucking like great success signs Mm -hmm. hanging on the walls to the like, yeah, I'm going to need you to kind of work this day, Mm -hmm. you know, to the like, the, the the managers coming around like did you get that memo we're going to have that memo to the um the um the, the lady picking up the phones thank you for calling hold thank you for calling hold you know mm-hmm. it's just if anybody's ever worked in an office cubicle setting it's very it's too it's it's too spooky the um,
0: the the boss coming up and saying hey how are you and immediately then talking and not caring about how you actually are <laughs> like that. <Yeah. laughs> I thought that was, that was the thing that really like, uh, I'm, I'm like watching the movie. I'm just like, I fucking hate you, Gary Cole. Like just every time he would come up and you he like, Hey, how are you doing? Uh, so we're gonna like immediately, like the, the, the feigned care about you, but like, not worth enough effort, like that. That is that is f- real. That is really real <laughs> in office settings. And like this is, movie was made in in the nineties, and we're in two thousand twenty-one, and things haven't really changed. Besides the the, at um, in least in some instances, understanding of people who
1: of working people that they don't fucking have to go back to do that. They don't have how about to. the. How about the guy who he gets in a car accident? and he's paralyzed or not paralyzed but he's like in a wheelchair and he gets a million dollar settlement and he's the happiest guy in the whole movie mm-hmm.
0: yeah cuz <laughs> yeah he he tried to commit suicide yeah. <laughs> like like he's the happiest he's the happiest guy in the movie after his suicide attempt failed and he then used that suit. He, he then was able to uh get money from the company after getting into a horrific car wreck uh and and, the, and a failed suicide attempt. That's what it took to make him happy. Like that's where we're at in, in late stage capitalism.
1: My categories. Um, all right. So how many burned down businesses out of five would you give this? <laughs>
0: we got one more thing. <laughs> I, I just say that because we got to talk about Stephen Root a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, him, him, just the continuous, like under his breath, um, because he couldn't like stand up to management or stand up to honestly anyone in the film, but every, like, just as he was talking under his breath, he was like, I can bring this whole place down. Like every mm-hmm. single time. Um, I thought that was really funny. I thought that was really, really funny. I didn't like the movie. I do like the sentiments of the movie. I think the sentiments of the movie are fucking top notch and right on. And I think that working people need to do more to fight for this kind of, uh, like, sorry, not this, but like fight for, fight for, um, you know, revenue sharing and stock options and, um, uh, less, less, honestly less hours of working because that's, this this they don't need productivity doesn't drop when you when you drop like a fucking Friday every like two weeks. It just doesn't. So mm-hmm. um those things are all super important. And because of that, I will bring I was going to have this lower and I'm now mm. now burnt down businesses, burnt down, <laughs> burnt down office buildings. I'm going to I'm going to give this Two out of five burnt down office buildings. I I I I wasn't a fan of the movie. It just wasn't for me. And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying it was really bad. I'm saying that there are definitely things that are in there that didn't hold up, but it's not it's not necessarily a, a bad movie. How I don't think Ron Livingston was good at acting in it. But I will say that the sentiments are fucking really important and things that people need to take with them. What about you? How many burnt down office buildings. <laughs> would you give this? I can't um, believe this is what you picked. It's so good. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I, honestly, I would give it probably like a. Um, I'm doing quick math in my head. Uh, three point five out of five. Whatever seven and seven and a half is, or seven. Whatever seven. Seven is, is
0: seven. Would be three and a half.
1: Yeah, I, I just so many of the jokes about workplace stuff is just so fucking true. Mm. It's like painfully true you have a case of Um, the mondays yeah oh my fucking god so i wrote
0: that down on my notes
1: looks like someone's got a case of
0: the mondays bader's character saying if someone said that to to me at our workplace they would get hurt (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like that was great
1: Uh, so it's just but you know for that reason it's uh it's pretty high um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh, and and everything else you said as well about the whole meaning behind it and the 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 intention of the movie. I, I think it's just one of the better workplace satires uh, in that have that's come out really in an office setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's all I got. I think it was. I think I think you brought
0: my you brought my rating up. I think that I appreciate that mm-hmm. you you pointing out some of the very important things about this and and you know I I think that I think that it brought my rating up and I, I feel better about the about better about watching the movie and truly like as someone who thinks that working people need to be paid a lot more than they are, um I uh I think that you did a good job you did a good job of picking <laughs> this movie, um. Speaking of doing a good job I host a podcast called Alcoholics <laughs> I host a podcast called Alcoholics And you can follow me on Twitter at Terrain Myers Where you can find all of um, My thoughts about um, Either you know My podcast, sports, politics uh, Facebook going down For six hours <laughs> Um I uh, I'm very excited for our next guest. We have a new get, we have a guest coming in the next episode we're not going to talk about it right now. Um, but I wanted to say that I'm very excited because and I thought about this cuz uh, we are going to um, get to start talking start the episode talking about the 76ers and how we feel about <laughs> the Ben Simmons nonsense. What's Ooh, that on? will happen. Yep. That's literally I'm going to like I'm just going to say something and then be quiet for 10 minutes <laughs> while you two lose your minds. Very, sure. very great. What um where can people find you?
1: Uh, You can find me at Arista30 on Twitter, basically. All the same things you like, I like, except I complain about the Lions and the Sixers a lot more. Um, What movie are we watching next week? So we are going to be
0: watching a horror movie next week in honor of, I almost said Valentine's Day, in honor of Halloween. (laughs) We will be watching a scary movie. The movie is called Audition. It is from 1999 and truly i know zero things about it besides it is a japanese horror film so i am already horrified um thank you all for listening to the episode this time we will be back later this month with another episode soon soon in this month um and until then uh bye. Bye. bye